Hello, hello. Welcome to Rise to Liberty podcast. Before we get going, I'd like to ask all of you to go to risetoliberty.com slash links, where you can find everything related to the show, including leaving voice messages. Leave a voice message to have it played on the show. You can also head over to risetoliberty.store for all the kick-ass merch we have. Finally, don't forget to go to tomfor52.com. Thomas Queter is running for New York Senator and could use your help. So head on over to tomfor52.com and leave a donation. Greasyporcupines.org for all your auto repair needs in Arizona. Open Monday through Saturday, 24 hours a day. Just call 602-845-0105. Now, we have a very special guest on the show today. He came onto the scene um, due to uh, being let go from a unnamed airline. And we'll just go with that. Um, and really took, I guess, the culture by storm. Really threw a, a wrench into the gears of the official narrative from the left. And I would like to welcome my new friend, Ryan also known as Lady Maga. How are you doing, Ryan? Hey, what's up, Jacob? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for uh, that intro. I've never put it like that. Threw a wrench into the gears. And that is that is exactly what I did uh, coming out of the closet as a gay Trump supporter about two and a half years ago. I just couldn't handle the, uh, you know, the LGBTQIA plus movement anymore because it's not based on equality. It's not based on tolerance. It's based on pushing communism, socialism, groupthink, and quite frankly, predatory things like pushing uh, hormones and injections on children. So I just, I couldn't take it anymore. And yeah. I did support uh, President Trump. So I, I came out and then just, uh, just, a, just after about two years, I was fired from my job in the airline industry uh, because... Um, you know, the woke corporations today, they don't allow you to have your free speech. They don't if you don't adhere to the Black Lives Matter narratives and the uh, LGBTQIA plus mainstream narratives, then you are considered an extremist. So all these moms everywhere on Twitter, they're putting their profile with the with, you know, a.k.a. domestic terrorist. So I was basically labeled as someone who's dangerous and bigoted and all of that. But I am gay and I am a drag artist. I prefer the term drag artist just because drag queens are doing such repulsive things in public libraries these days. And I don't want to be associated with that because I, I don't, I don't have an agenda of recruiting other people to do what I do or, you know, brainwashing children when it comes to uh, gender and all of that. So, so anyway, yeah, I'm so glad to be here. It's really an honor to be invited on your show. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this show and um i'm just really happy to be here well yeah i'm i'm glad we got you on you know i i started this show just because i i've seen what's been going on in our culture and i mean the marketplace is flooded with podcasts you know uh i like i like to call this show the the best podcast you've never heard of you know um but whether whether um 10 people hear this or a thousand people hear this a hundred thousand. It doesn't matter to me because I'm still being able to exercise my freedom of speech might get taken off of some platform, but guess what? I have backups and I'll put it everywhere and anywhere I can put it 
because it is so vital for everybody to be able to express their freedom of speech, especially now. Um, it's our first line of defense. So it was really important for me to get you on um, because you really show, well, for one, that all Trump supporters are not racist, homophobic, bigoted, backwards, uh, hillbillies, you know, and that's the official narrative. So it's, uh, yeah, it, like I said, it was just really important for me to get you on, to be able to showcase that. Um, well, I, I truly appreciate that because on the, on the side of free speech and the, the conservative side, um, unfortunately I do get, I do get some backlash from people who tell me, you know, you're not allowed to be a conservative. You're not part of this movement. You know, you dress up as a woman. That means you're not a true patriot. You're not a true conservative. And to me, and I'm sure for you as a libertarian, um, it all comes down to the individual. It comes down to our freedom to be who we are, as long as we're not pushing it forcibly on anybody else or hurting anybody else. And quite frankly, dressing up and having a good time in a wig is harmless. It is not yeah. something that that has anything to do with my personal morality. So the fact that you considered me someone to uh, be on your podcast really is an honor because I get backlash from both sides. And I, you know, the backlash from the left doesn't bother me so much because they're purple haired wackos uh, <laughs> celebrating obesity. <laughs> but uh, it does hurt my feelings when people on the right don't give me a chance. But I forgive them because the reason they're afraid is not because of me, it's because of the LGBTQIA in your face, transgender yeah. children, men in bathrooms, drag queen story hour. You know, they're just pushing this crazy, crazy uh, narrative. And people think that I'm trying to infiltrate the the right side with that sort of thing. And and I'm, I'm just not. At the end of the day, I'm based. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a I'm, a, I'm a red blooded all American patriot. And uh, quite frankly, I am an alpha male at heart. Yeah. I may be a little effeminate. I might have a little bow on the hat, but um, I would die for my country. I would defend my fellow citizens and I would not um, I would not consider myself uh, effeminate or I mean, I am effeminate, but I, I, I would consider myself a true red blooded patriot. You know, I'm not here to uh, take away the idea of masculinity from other people or any of that. And at the end of the day, like when I'm not doing drag, I get to grow my beard and just feel my, you know, my lumberjack yep. true spirit. And then tomorrow I got to shave it all off and raise my voice a little bit and be Lady Maga. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great though. On, honestly, like I can see why there, there might be some backlash from the right. Um, Automatically thinking that that's what you're doing, though, I, I think is uh, a, a bit outlandish. Like, really, can't can't you just like step back a little bit and uh, realize that everyone isn't going to be exactly you? Besides, you don't want people to be exactly you. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. Yeah. They want you to be pious, church going, uh, cookie cutter. Uh, conservatives in a stuffed suit and you know that it's their way or the highway. And yeah. so people who, who break that norm, they find it threatening, but that's why we lose on the right. That's why, yeah. because they're known for being closed minded. They're known for, 
you know, our way or the highway. And quite frankly, as much as I, I support religious freedom to the death, like the Mormon church here in Utah, they can believe that homosexuality is a sin. They can uh, kick you out of BYU if you're doing homosexual things because they have their honor code and the things that you have to sign. But um, I do take issue when people uh, try to legislate their religious beliefs into yeah. law. You know, that's 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 where it gets a little a little tricky, because if you believe in true freedom, you believe in supporting people and their speech, even if you disagree with it. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I I have an issue with uh, legislating morality. It's it's not the place of the government. Um, that's more of a, uh, philosophical, um, position, you know, that, that, that's, uh, the philosophers of society. It, it's for them to work out. It's for every individual person to work out. It's not up to the government to say, you can do this. You can't do that. Um, just based upon whatever, uh, moral code that you stick to that you were raised with or regardless. and it's okay if you don't like somebody else's choices, but to stop them from doing something just because you disagree with it is like, it's just such a blatant, such a blatant violation in my opinion of just being able to live as a person stopping anyone. I agree. I think, I think the only, the only real things that uh, need to be law are um, consent People who are incapable of giving consent to something such as children or, you know, with hormone injections for transgender surgeries or uh, sexual activity. There has to be laws that protect those who cannot protect themselves. But other than that, if you're an adult and you want to do whatever you want to do, um, that's that's the the foundation of america yeah. you know I but, I, but i do I think i do think we have to have laws basically the 10 commandments you know don't kill yeah. don't steal uh you know don't uh put uh, pornographic material blasting from your roof um although you're libertarian you might defend somebody for doing that <laughs> um you know i'm i'm definitely more right-leaning libertarian um I get into uh, a lot of discussions because, you know, uh, under the libertarian banner, there are so many uh, different points of views, uh, left leaning. Uh, the, the, the only ones I don't take seriously are the uh, anarcho communist or anarcho socialist. I'm like, you're, you're not libertarian. You're not anarchist. You, stop. You're an, you're embarrassing yourself. Other than There's that, really like socialist communist people trying to infiltrate the libertarian movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> you're, you're arguing for less government and more government at the same time. It's the most absurd thing. And the, they'll tell you, you know, I, I'm a anarcho, whatever anarcho communist. So I don't believe in a state, but I believe in communism. And it's like, okay, well, how do you plan on getting your perfect commune without the force of the state? It, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, Sorry. That's well, that's, that's the whole uh, premise of, of the left. You know, we want, we want freedom. We want equality. We want all this stuff. We want tolerance and love and everything, but obey the fascist government, <laughs> submit, yeah. submit, submit, let the government control everything They They claim to be the people who believe in liberty and freedom. 
um, while they are literally ushering in the very system, like in all the LGBTQIA plus people. So um, there's a guy named Eric Butzos here in Utah. He does a lot of rallies. He's pro freedom, pro everything. And he had a, at a an event and um, he's known as being a homophobe and a bigot, even though he's one of my best friends. And uh, the the LGBTQIA plus uh, Gestapo uh, took <laughs> chalk, and they wrote they wrote all this stuff all over the sidewalk in front of his event. And literally, one of the things that they wrote was "Communism is inevitable." Wow. They wrote that. Ooh. So that's that's what's infiltrated the LGBT community which is no longer the lgbt community it's lgbtqia plus non-binary gender queer queer stuff that means nothing it's just straight people who want attention and yeah. so they're expanding expanding the alphabet to convince more and more people to present themselves as victims and thus they gain more money and power by presenting themselves as the saviors of these alleged victims and it's a it's a multi-million billion dollar industry to uh promote that LGBTQIA plus alphabet narrative of victimization because organizations like GLAAD and the Human Rights Campaign and Pride Centers and the Democrat Party can raise money by, you know, touting the, the fear-based victim narrative that we have to help these poor people. And according to them, I should be victim number one. I mean, I was raised Mormon. I went yep. to conversion therapy. I, you know, I'm a drag artist. I'm gay. Um, although now, to be honest, I'm not allowed to be a victim because I'm cisgender, which of course means I identify with my biological body and I'm white. So even within the LGBTQIA plus movement, people are stepping down at pride centers all across the country because the white supremacy of the gay movement has to come to an end because it's been primarily <laughs> cisgender white men oh who have God. done it all. And I feel like, yeah, that's essentially true. And you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy that the oppression Olympics, it's that's exactly what it is. The oppression Olympics. Yeah. Who, and I just refuse to oppressed? view myself as a victim. Right. And I really could claim that card. I was a race Mormon. I was raised by an anti-gay activist, my dad. I definitely went through a lot of trauma and difficult times. But there comes a point when you are an adult and you decide, am I going to let this traumatize me? Am I going to view myself as a victim? Or am I going to look back and focus on the good things? I'm an Eagle Scout. I had amazing friends in high school. I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't smoking. I, I didn't have sex. I was living a very clean, good life, went on my Mormon mission. And as much as that was difficult, I'm grateful because I speak French and I, I, I learned a lot. So it's just, it's, I like the Elizabeth Smart approach, uh, approach to uh, trauma. She basically goes around and just does a speech saying, I'm not going to give them one more minute of my mental energy. And I'm going to move on and empower myself. And um, has there been problems with gay people in the past? Yes. Was it difficult? 80s, 90s, even 2000s? Yes. But we're at a point now where uh, if you come out as a rainbow person, it's the, it's the biggest party of the year. And coming out as a Trump supporter or coming out as someone who believes in medical freedom is 100,000 times more difficult than coming out as a rainbow person. 
And I know that because when I came out of the closet as a gay Mormon, it was rough. It was tough, you know, lots of adjustments. But my family, they weren't monsters. They were just heartbroken. And I went through that. But coming out as a gay Trump supporting drag artist uh, just over two and a half years ago was um, it, it, it was like coming out as a gay Mormon was like a little uh, a, a little birthday party, a cupcake, <laughs> uh, you know, a little kumbaya fest compared to coming out as a gay conservative drag artist, which was like a nuclear war of destruction that ended with me being fired from my job in the airline industry after an impeccable eight year career. So um, it's a lie coming out as rainbow. The, the persecution of rainbow people is not a reality. It, it's a myth. Do families struggle? Are there evangelical communities that are not accepting? Yes, but overall, it's it's a it's it's a farcical idea to present yourself as a rainbow victim in 2021. Yeah, I I agree. I I think there one word. Um, you know, I I'm actually really obsessed with uh, language because that that seems to be how um, the left that this new extreme left is really changing culture is through controlling the language. And so one word that I think that they hate the most, and this is why you never hear them use it is disproportional. It, everything is disproportional. They can claim that there are victims, uh, uh, that the alphabet people as Dave Chappelle likes to, likes to call them. Um, there are victims like you just said as well, within certain families, certain, uh, upbringings, of course there are. Um, I've never denied that. You just admitted that. I, I don't think anyone's fighting that. Um, well, I was one of them. Honestly, I was one yeah. of them. I was raised, I was raised to believe terrible things about gay people. I was, you know, told not to be effeminate. I was punished for playing with Barbies. So that definitely, um, exists and it's definitely difficult, but it wasn't, it wasn't child abuse. As yep. they're saying, it was strict parents. I was raised in a strict, you know, evangelical household. I was raised by Catholics. I was, my mama wouldn't let me, my mama would smack me upside the head. I mean, all of us have sad stories from our childhood, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's disproportional expand on that. Cause I'm going to use that word. Cause you sound really smart and I basically <laughs> don't even really know what that means. So let's go. I mean, I am just a dumb blonde yeah. drag queen, right? <laughs> oh, come on. But <laughs> di disproportional. So it's, of course, these, these, uh, I'm trying to find the, the right word, these tragedies, of uh, the, the way that, you know, kids are brought up across, across all identities, all everything is, is, it's tragic, but there is a disproportionate amount of non-victims, like you said. In 2021, you have less LGBTQAIP victims. XYZ, yeah. MNOP, 1345. Exactly. You have less victims today than you have almost ever had ever. And so there is a disproportionate amount um, that's talked about. They, they still talk about um, trans people being killed just left and right like it's a massacre, it's a genocide. And it's like, primarily, primarily beaten up by black men. 
Yeah, uh, they never want to. They never want to talk about that. Disproportionate. Have there been white people who hurt a trans person? I'm sure there have yeah. been. Yeah, but I'm almost sure. nine. Like I believe it's ninety percent of alleged trans women of color who are under attack were attacked by a black person in inner cities. And what were they doing when they were attacked? Drugs. Yeah. Or prostitution. They were out in the middle of a of, of a ghetto, you know, looking for crack. And they got beat up by a black person. And um, that the narrative is that a person in this hat, a white supremacist, Christian male gun owner is the one who did that. They hide the realities behind all yeah. of it. So so disproportional means uh, they're they're using anecdotal and uh, statistics that don't reflect the fear that they're pushing. Is that kind of what it means? Basically, so a uh, uh, a perfect example is the crime rates amongst races. You don't have to go too far if you look at official crime statistic data from the FBI, uh, the Department of Justice, things like this. You, you, you don't have to go too far to know that, in general, the black community is creating or is committing, sorry, a disproportionate amount of crime to the percentage of uh, citizenry. So they're 13, 14% of the population, but um, young black males, which is an even smaller portion of the community, it's like 9%, 8%, is committing, you know, 50, 60% of the violent crime. That's a disproportionate amount. And until we can talk about these facts, that that great word disproportionate, until we can talk about the disproportionate numbers, we can't ever solve anything. And the left does not like that word, in my opinion, which is why you never hear them say it. And, well, and that's why they, they are the true racists, because in talking about that, you're bringing to light the suffering and the misery and the deaths of those young vulnerable people who are caught up in that life of crime and they're dying. Uh, we know that in Chicago, more children have been shot with bullets than have died of COVID nationally. And so if you really cared about black lives and black children, this is the only thing you would be talking about. Yeah. You would start with the number one way that black people are dying and suffering and try to fix those problems and reach those communities, but they don't. Because the left does not care about black lives. They care about power and they care about manipulation and they care about um, uh, votes and demographics that will uh, push their agenda, that brings them more power. They don't care about those black people. And frankly, conservatives do. Frankly, Donald Trump did. Frankly, I do. It breaks my heart. I'm, you know, it's never on CNN. It's never on the news. But when you see those stories of those precious little black children who got caught in crossfire, or, or, or were shot, which is a regular occurrence across the country, yeah. it breaks your heart. That does not make the news, but Jesse Smollett and his fake, fake hate crime makes <laughs> the news. Fake hate crimes make the news across the country. And of course, of course, moment of silence, George Floyd. St. You know, Floyd. St. Floyd. One day he will stand in heaven on the right side of Fauci. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. That's why I'm not Mormon anymore. I have a new prophet. My prophet is Fauci and my saint 
you know, my new rosary is to George Floyd, because when he held that gun to a pregnant woman's stomach, I know he only did it to draw attention to the pro-life movement, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Probably because he's a saint, such a good guy, such I'm just so glad there's statues. Hey, you're in Utah. Should we get together and, and uh, you know, replace the Brigham Young statue in downtown Salt Lake with George Floyd? Because oh, I guarantee the people of Salt Lake City would vote for that. Aaron Mendenhall would a hundred percent get behind that. Oh, and be I, I'm sure our that. I'm sure our governor, uh, Governor Cox, would definitely get behind that as well. He would definitely throw his support behind it. Oh, so. absolutely, because he's a he's a lesbian British woman. So of course he would. He would be all <laughs> he would be all about that. He would just embrace <laughs> the diversity, and then the Utah Jazz would be so proud of him, and he would get yes. his kickbacks from the lobbyists and the Utah Jazz and Equality <laughs> Utah and. He could just celebrate, you know, so much diversity. But I personally think that heteronormative um, statues are harmful. So if we do put up a George Floyd statue, I feel like he should definitely be naked with a vagina because that way we're truly embracing the, the black trans community of color and not just pushing forward his male privilege. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. are you on board? I, Let's do it. I, I, I mean, agree. Yeah. I mean... How how could how could nobody just like look at or hear this and then not get behind it? Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not joking. I, I joke with this, but they would they would oh, yeah, no, be behind they, they would. If well, the right it, people pushed it, they would say this is a tribute to trans people of color and George Floyd and the legacy. Like they literally would do it, and they would make him a person with a vagina because you can't say a woman, but. Yeah, no, I. It's so funny because do you, do you follow the Babylon Bee? Is oh that yeah, what it's called. Yeah, the Babylon yeah. Bee. <laughs> they put guys. out they they put out jokes and stuff from a few years back, and it's literally happening. Yeah. So I yeah so let's let's just see if in Utah they try to remove because downtown Salt Lake there is a big Brigham Young statue I think by the by the temple and stuff. I yep. guarantee at one point the LGBTQIA plus community is going to do that. And my guess is it's going to be the Brigham Young University LGBTQIA cult because they are trying to dismantle BYU's standards and policies. Do I agree with all their standards and policies? No, but they're a private university funded by tithing and they have the right to, if it's a vegetarian school and you eat meat, you're kicked out. Sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's true. So I better go get a selfie with Brigham Young when I while I still can. Yeah, that that's actually a good idea because uh, give it a couple of years. You know, you, Utah's always uh, behind everyone in a couple of years. You know, anywhere from like two to five years. And yeah, considering uh, how many statues are uh, popping up for uh, that that wonderful Saint Floyd, you know, which I I have an interesting take on the, this whole thing. Is I've actually only been able to talk to uh, a couple of people about it. Just, you know, the ferociousness of the, uh, the attacks that you get when you bring up anything that's not supportive 100% of the narrative. And yeah, should Derek Chavon kneeled on him that long? Probably not. I'm not a cop. Um, I, I don't know. It, it looks really bad, you know? Uh, oh, it looks really bad, but um, he was resisting arrest. That's yeah. you don't do it. Well, and especially if you're guilty of a crime, 
don't resist arrest. True. It's that simple. Even though I uh, don't really like uh, counterfeit crimes, you know, I don't believe in the fiat dollar. It, it was still something. And he was a career criminal. And you can only push your luck so long. Um, you know, these people are dangerous uh, or can be dangerous. Um, so and that, that goes for criminals, police officers like I, I have to interject that I might be a hypocrite. Because when the Gestapo police come for me for choosing medical freedom, I would resist arrest. But the only difference there is I haven't committed a crime. So I guess, you know, I don't know. I think it's terrible what happened. I think he's a victim of the Democrat system. I think he's a victim of a so-called black culture where the very music from Jay-Z and all of the artists, Tyga and all these people literally, um, tells you that murder and being a thug and getting hoes and bitches and all of that stuff that literally is the culture that was pushed on him um so how do you expect him to to break free of that you know i do have compassion for um black americans who end up in a life of crime but it's not because of white supremacists it's not because of christians it's because the democrats love that culture that's why they push it that's why barack hussein obama invited jay-z to the white house if you look up a any lyrics by Jay-Z, it is, you know, they got Trump in trouble for saying grab him by the P word. Um, but any lyrics from Jay-Z are, are beyond offensive, beyond oh, misogynistic. Yeah. I mean, he started his career as a crack dealer. <laughs> Literally. And so, you Which, know, they, hey, they love that grind, culture. But uh, yep. pr- promoting white, it but- as something to look up to, I think, is something different, you know. And as far as uh, St. Floyd goes, it... If you can scream, I can't breathe, you can breathe. (laughs) Oh, you know, I never even thought of that. That's one of the things that got me in trouble before I was fired from my career. I took a picture with a sign as Lady Maga and it said, I thought I can't breathe was a bad thing at a a freedom rally against the masks. So I thought it was pretty poignant because I can't breathe with the mask on. It gives me anxiety. It, It makes me lightheaded. And it, 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 oh my gosh, when, when I have to muzzle myself as a red-blooded, freedom-loving American who appreciates breathing, it makes me so mad. So that was my sign. I thought I can't breathe was a bad thing, but um, apparently that's, you know, that's dangerous and that's racist and, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, if, if you make any, uh, any point, whether it be, uh, even if it's a joke, I mean, just, just look at uh, Dave Chappelle's new special, which seems to be all over the news. It re- regardless of whatever point you're trying to make, uh, no matter how true it is or anything, if it goes against the narrative, if it goes against the establishment, it's not okay. Um, right. he, he's not, you know, Chris Brown beat Brianna to a bloody pulp. We've all seen the pictures of yeah. that woman, bloody pulp pictures, abusive, terrible. And he is celebrated. He's one of the biggest stars in hip hop mm-hmm. today to this day. But Dave Chappelle made a joke about uh, trans people and he's canceled. By the way, if you watch the whole special, which I have not because it's not my brand of I'm still very Mormon. um, But uh, he in his special at the end, he actually does talk about a trans person that he knew and he's doing fundraising for that person and their family. He's not transphobic. But, you know, I watched a I watched a clip. There was a black lady critiquing what he said, and he said, she said, you know, if he had made jokes about 
um, black women uh, who are who are heavy or whatever fat jokes, I would have been offended. And I thought, if you can't make fat jokes, what jokes can you make anymore? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody is fair game. Everyone from the more well, actually, everyone except Muslims. Yeah. and LGBTQIA+, and now fat people. You, you, we should be able to make fun of everyone and everything in this world, including myself. Well, my my opinion is, is that, first of all, gay people, trans people, black people, brown people, everybody, nobody is a porcelain doll. I mean, maybe children, okay? But yes, yes, children, uh, but mentally, dis mentally disabled people. Yes. I, I would say you, you don't touch people with Down syndrome. Yeah. You don't touch children. You don't, again, you don't touch those who are vulnerable, incapable of giving consent, and especially incapable of defending themselves from offensive jokes. Because, you know, a fat joke could definitely be offensive. It could be rude. It could yeah. be insensitive. It could be cruel. But that person is an adult, and they have, they have the ability to call it out and say that's wrong. Because free speech is not always good speech. And the beauty of an ideal uh, free marketplace of ideas is when bad speech comes out, like the Westboro Baptist Church that I debated with their website that said, God hates F-A-G-S, um, that's really bad speech. And the beauty is I can call it out and say, you should not say that. And we're going to socially put a little pressure on you to stop saying it, but we're not going to try to legislate your very ability to have that offensive website. You know well, what I'm I mean, saying? If, if somebody uses that word, call them an asshole, you know? Uh, that's exactly asshole. right. Like, yep, sticks and stones, baby. And I'm glad when people what, put out terrible speech because they, that, they expose the, themselves. The sticks and stones, you know. Um, it, it it's really interesting. Like I said, I don't think a, a lot of these people they're they're not porcelain. Um, they they can handle bad words. Should they be uh, forced to? No, nobody should be forced to deal with anything. But that also means you can change the channel. You can turn off the radio. You can, um, you can debate people with terrible ideas, you know, in, in the, the marketplace of ideas, good ideas don't need force. Um, good ideas kill bad ideas. And Absolutely. so if, if it's really that important to kill off a certain idea, show people why it's a terrible idea. Don't just try to silence people because you don't like it. Yeah. Okay. You don't like it. I get that. Don't be around it. Like there's plenty of other places to go. That's the beautiful part of this country. Um, Amen. Amen. Like I, yep, it, the, I can't stand the only way to combat, you know, the, the, what's that? I, I, I can't stand racist. Um, they're, they're not a fun people to be around. You know, it's not like it's, I want to go hang out how... with somebody, but I would never think in a million years to be able to be like, that person can't say whatever they want. I just, right. It's, it's funny how when you say I can't stand to be around racists, that the first image that comes to mind is white racists. Yeah. When in reality, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Ilhan Omar, and the rest of that community, they are the true racists. Yeah. At this point in time. You know, white people. Blatantly. And actually, they want to create racial division to create more racism because the more race fighting there is the easier we are all, we are all to control so that is their agenda and i would agree that they are creating more so-called racism by pushing it in our face 
over and over and over. And even smaller things like in advertisements, black people represent 13% of the population, but they are in almost 100% of advertising now. And so that it makes white people say, hey, wait a minute, can't we have an advertisement with somebody who looks like me, you know? And that's swung that, that completely create, back the opposite direction. And it creates resentment, which they're going to call racism, but it really isn't. It's yeah. like, you know, when they, they, they push all like, I don't know, making Ariel black in the, in the little mermaid that's coming out. I think if they made a new Disney movie with a black mermaid, awesome. Let's go watch it. Cause apparently the movie takes place in the Caribbean now and she's a black mermaid. It's kind of cool, but don't, don't, erase something white in order to put something black forward, create new amazing content with more black characters, which I support. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, that's what, something that's what creates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, in the, the story of the little mermaid, uh, it, it's Danish, you know, so it's a very white country. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And Ariel, Ariel is white. You know, um, I, I think the idea of, taking the fairy tale and putting it in the Caribbean. If they had done this with the intention of creating a new spin on the story and doing something really cool, um, I would, I'd be able to embrace it, but that's not why they did it. They do it as an anti-white statement to say that we have too much white culture. We have too much European culture and we have to erase that Um, too much white culture in a country uh, that's majority white is not racism. It's just, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. You know? Well, and so. I, I, I can even get behind the idea that, you know, historically speaking, um, there, there was probably a way to redline, um, black artists, um, black, um, actors and actresses and everything. Um, but this is also 2021, you know, this, this isn't 1960. So, I, I don't well, according understand. to the left, we still live in the 1800s. Yeah, we still have slavery, 1800s. according to the left. <laughs> yeah, they literally that literally is the way they present it as if modern people in 2021 with free housing and EBT cards and a free cell phone and free Wi-Fi and affirmative action and the ability to cry racism at any time and get someone fired. Uh, th- that is not slavery that is not the 1960s they just refused to jump into 2021 just like the lgbtqia uh, i probably wouldn't have been too keen on coming out and supporting a huge republican movement in the 1980s or 90s but it's 2021 and people are still living in the past uh, using former discrimination to justify a victim narrative yeah and creating um discrimination out of thin air um like micro aggressions like i like get no no get the hell out by the by the way um jacob i really i just like i don't i don't want to i don't want to come across as aggressive but the fact that you didn't ask my pronouns and the fact that you assumed my gender in um introducing me it really just sort of invaded my truth and it sort of invaded my safe space so i just wanted to let you know that but at this point i'm not going to apologize for calling you out because this it it is time for this movement to advance literally that's how they talk oh my gosh as as a bigoted white person i should have known better 
I, should, I know I should, you really should have. It's, uh, it was literal violence, Jacob. It was literal yeah, violence. Words, words are violence. Uh, I, yes. I keep forgetting about that. And uh, my my words, uh, regardless of what I say, stop people from living and actual cause physical harm. Uh, it, it, it's really hard to get that through my head um, because I refuse to. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. Um, yeah, I sticks and I, stones. I I honestly just believe. Um, I mean, may, maybe this is a a little traditional of me, but I believe a lot of this comes from communism. Um, and I believe in the grand picture of everything, the big picture, um, a lot of this is a communist takeover. Um, I believe the gay community, lesbian community, um, there's no, there's no gay, gay, there's no gay and lesbian community anymore. I'm not joking and I'm not exaggerating. The T and the transgender and the non-binary queer alphabet has completely erased the gay and lesbian identity because now in the past homophobia was, oh, you're going to hell. Uh, same sex men kissing men is a sin. Now homophobia is you are gay and you have a genital preference which means you are not attracted to a trans man with a vagina and your general, your genital preference is transphobic. So the homophobia now is coming from that movement. So you don't even, there is no gay and lesbian movement anymore. We are being marginalized because the transgender, uh, gender blurring, uh, gender queer agenda has pushed it. I'm sorry to have interrupted you, oh, but no. you, you know, you just got to call it the alphabet movement or the rainbow movement because it's no longer a the gay, rainbow cult. We're, we're, <laughs> the rainbow cult. We're being kicked out, especially if you're white. Yeah. Well, and it, that that's uh, actually when I when I first contacted you, that that was one of the things I brought up is that I honestly believe that this movement has been overtaken by. Uh, Marxist, uh, Leninist people who are abusing and using the community in such a negative way. Um, it, there's obviously been people that have suffered from, uh, transgender dysphoria or whatever the hell it's being called. Now I'm not a doctor. Um, whatever the DSM calls it. Um, but there's been a massive spike out of nowhere, just within such a short amount of time. And it makes you wonder why would that be if there wasn't some sort of driving factor behind that? Um, it's Marxism and communism. Before we started recording, I told you my friend Eric Mutsos yeah. was doing an event and the LGBT Rainbow Gestapo came in to face the whole sidewalk area in the front of the building with chalk. At least it was chalk. But uh, they they literally wrote, communism is inevitable. So you nailed it. They're using the LGBTQIA movement. They're using the Black Lives Matter movement. And at least Black Lives Matter came out and said, this is a Marxist movement. So um, yeah, the end goal is communism. And uh, quite frankly, we're, we're not in the beginning stages of communism. Yeah. We are well on our way into that pit 
right now in the United States of America, simply by the fact that you and I talking right now in the back of our mind is, oops, are we going to get kicked off for saying that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You know, so we're, we're in it. This is not America anymore. We do not live in a free country. We don't. We simply don't. We live in the corporate states of America because they gained billions and billions of record profits from the lockdowns while the average small American entrepreneur was crushed. So the corporate states of America, Amazon, you know, uh, Bill Gates buying up all the land, Delta Airlines, Disney, all of it. They are pure Marxist communists and they are they're running the country. My question for you about that is, isn't isn't this because of capitalism? Isn't this the bad side of capitalism that these companies have been able to replace our government? So un, unregulated um, capitalism, it, it's free trade. Um, I have apples. You're a carpenter. I need a chair and you need apples for your food storage. Um, if we can't figure out how many apples a chair costs, then we'll trade something, a, a store of value, cryptocurrency, gold, uh, gold backed currency, something, uh, even the terrible fiat dollar. But what is happening now is corporatism. Um, Mussolini. Uh, before he got hung uh, after uh, World War II, he said that fascism should be more appropriately called corporatism. And it's the meshing of government and corporation together. So these companies are able to become a, a monopoly through the help of government. Just like Amazon gained billions of dollars because the small American was shut down. So it's. So a, yeah, they've joined the, that makes sense. They, yeah. they're, they're joining with the government, implementing what the government cannot when it comes to our rights and our free speech. So that makes sense. Fascism. So no, it is not pure. It's not pure capitalism. It's fascism as they join with the government. That makes a lot of sense because of yeah. course I'm pro capitalism, but when I see these companies, it's like, but wait a minute, that's the dream to create a huge company. But the dream is not to control the American people and replace the government. So I guess that's, you well, answered my question. There, there's yeah. also accountability as well, because if, if you make a bad product or make a bad business decision, then you fail. Um, the, we, we have this term in America now called too big to fail. Um, you know, we bailed out the banks in 2009 or late 2008 and everything. And it, too big and to fail. Airlines. Yeah. And the airlines several times. So if you make a bad business decision, you have to fail. That's capitalism. When you stop it through government force, government coercion or government funding, which is funded through stolen money because of taxes, that's not capitalism. So it, it's just right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I love talking to you. I'm learning a lot of stuff like fancy words like disproportional <laughs> and yeah. uh, the difference between uh, good capitalism and unregulated capitalism and capitalism that uh, allows corporations to become the government. That was never yeah. the intention. And like you said, I never thought of that. All of these companies still exist because the government bails them out with my money and your money. 
And, you know, they always they stole. Uh, from they, uh, <laughs> they stole. Yes. A taxation is theft. What kills me is I had an argument with my my nephew, who's very much a conservative. But um, I was furious that Governor Spencer Cox, the um, the British lesbian, uh, he <laughs> he specifically doesn't he look like a British lesbian? He does. He does. That's he so really does. funny. I've never thought of yeah. that. Um, but he he specifically asked for refugees from Afghanistan to be sent to Utah. Okay. Number one, it's primarily adult able-bodied men. Number two, there is no vetting going on. Number three, the Taliban obviously would infiltrate the refugee movement um, by claiming to be a refugee. What, what smarter thing could they possibly do than infiltrate the refugee crowds? Say, go, get mm-hmm. to America. Now we have contacts. So Spencer Cox asked for them to be sent here. And my conservative friend was like, you know what? We do have a responsibility to help people. And I said, I did not give consent for my money to be spent on Afghanistan refugees. I don't want one dime of my money. I did not give consent to that. And he said, yes, you did through our voting system. And I said, oh, hell no. That's not how it works. Yeah, no. That's not how it works. But it kind of is how it works. That, that, that's the justification that they use for sure. Um, but it was money I earned, money you earned, money that everyone else earns. I don't have the option to opt out of paying that. If I don't pay that, then I get fines levied against me. If I choose to not pay oh, those fines, then men jail. with guns come to my house to put me in a cage, a rape cage. And if I choose to fight them being put into a rape cage, then they can get physical and cause me physical harm. So by not paying the government, they can inflict physical harm upon me um, and get away with it. Justification for what social contract. I'm sorry, but physical harm is wrong regardless. So it, Oh my gosh, I've never heard it called a rape cage, but that really, that really is what it is. Um, Apparently, in our prison system, like the guards are underpaid, like made, they, they don't make any money. And so yeah. they don't care. And by doing deals with the people in the prison and gaining power, they get sucked into that, 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 uh, mentality within the prison and they don't stop, they don't stop, uh, prisoners from being raped. So a rape cage is, that really is what it is. And I don't care how bad your crime was, um, to be civilized people, we do not, rape you or allow you to be raped yep. we incarcerate you and protect society from you but um yeah that's true i never really thought about that it's like if if you took away the american flag and the narrative of our free country and our system of justice and just put it in those terms uh it's obvious what kind of a state we live in wow that's really yeah. that's a powerful story okay i don't want to pay it don't pay it. I get fined. Men with guns come to my house. Still don't want to pay it. Go to jail. They allow you to be raped. What is worse than that? Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We are not free people. We're really yeah. not. We're really not. Wow. Taxation Even before all this craziness, right taxation there. is theft. Yes. Yeah. Taxation is theft enforced by rape. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, or and or death because it, it has gone that that way before. Now um, I I had a conversation with uh, Dan Berman 
uh, Dan Taxation is Theft Berman. Uh, great interview. Um, but he he's pointed out before in previous discussions with other people, and uh, I, we kind of touched on it a little bit in our discussion that most of the people that are in prison for like tax evasion or tax fraud or whatever is because they lied to the government. It wasn't that they stopped paying taxes or anything like that. It was they actively lied about the taxes. So it's a whole different thing. And yeah, that that's a whole pathway that we could go down some other time, but find it just really interesting that it's taxes are paid because of the threat of force. And that's wrong. Um, Absolutely. That's, that's what now, I'm And against. now they're coming after all of our transactions. $600 yeah. or more. The little kid mowing the lawn makes $800. The government knows it. And I think that's yeah. absolutely going to, I think it's going to pass. I think we're, we're to that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, why I highly promote uh, bullion. Um, there's these things here in Utah, uh, gold backed currency. They're uh, little bills and it's uh, basically uh, pieces of plastic with uh, a certain amount of gold laid in between them and they're pressure sealed. Um, highly recommend those. I'm trying to get uh somebody, a, a representative on uh, this show to come on and talk about them. Great. Highly recommend them. Premium's a little high, but uh, cryptocurrency as well. Pretty much anything to get out of the fiat dollar because um, it, it's just not going to end well. You know, and there's other alternatives that are uh, actually worth something, an actual store of value. Um, plus it, you know, takes the control away from people who have no interest in helping you only controlling you. Um, it's a way. To- I, 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 that sounds great. It sounds great, but I, I do feel like they're going to find a way to prevent that. There, there can be, um, it, it depends on how hard they want to push, um, cryptocurrency. I mean, I'm, I'm still green in the community. Um, it's, it's a wild thing. It, learn something new every day. Um, that's one thing that they are definitely trying to do is find a way to regulate. And the Federal Reserve is having a very difficult time because they don't know how. They just don't know how. And so what they do to regulate it is to regulate being able to purchase it, switching from fiat to crypto or back right. to fiat. That's that, what that they- could be. That could be one of the reasons they want to invade our privacy and see our little Venmo or or PayPal, yep. all that kind of stuff. That's probably one of the reasons, but they'll never say that. Yeah, well, taxation and, is that. Well, and this is a this is a uh, basically a corporation at this point that you know can spend trillions of dollars, and the taxpayers never get receipts for anything. We never get an itemized list of what was what it was spent on. We can send, you know, billions of dollars over to Saudi Arabia for gender study courses. What, what good is that going right. to do over there? It's not. Um, the, these people over there, they they still throw gays off of buildings, stone. Oh, they laugh at us. They laugh school. at us. They're using the Islamic principle of taqiyya. The principle yeah. of taqiyya within Islam is lying to the infidel in order to advance the causes of Allah 
and the Muslim Brotherhood. So anytime they say, oh, we're open to gender studies, or Ilhan Omar says, we support the LGBTQIA plus community, or we support abortion, all of that is takia to fool the infidels into thinking yeah. we're making progress. There are friends. Every time you see an Islamic leader shaking the hand of the Pope or, you know, doing some sort of humanitarian thing, it's just takia. They're patting themselves on the chest, knowing they are advancing the cause yeah. by lying to these stupid, naive, bleeding heart Western idiots. And so yeah. um, that's that that's that's what they're doing. And that's another reason I don't want Afghanistan refugees right here in Utah, because I go to the thrift store in Salt Lake City and everybody's got a freaking burqa on. And I'm like, uh, you're not embracing our way of life. And I know for a fact that if those DI employees took off their burqa, they would be punished within the social order of the Islamic community in Utah. If yeah. they took it off, ran away, and ran to the park in a bikini, they would face backlash that is unbelievable. There's no center for you know hidden uh, uh, witness protection programs for these women. And if there yeah. were, they would flock there. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. The, the issue I have with it is because if somebody wants to come over here and live that way, that's fine. But Sharia does not take place over our country's laws, period. Like it, it does not replace the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the Declaration. Like those are our founding documents. Granted, our uh, you know big brother likes to uh, wipe their ass with it all the time, but that still doesn't change the fact that that is the law of the land. So they can come here. They but there has to be a certain amount of assimilation. Um, you can't oh, come absolutely. here. You can't come here with a completely antithetical um, culture and keep every one hundred percent of those values and live in a free society. It's that's not what's happening, and that's also why uh, the left like to bring in these uh, refugees, as they like to call them, from South America, the Middle East, everywhere to create a more or a larger voting base for themselves um, because at least the first two or three times they'll vote Democrat until uh, these people start learning more and more about uh, who this party actually is. Um, it, it's just really interesting. They, they bring in people who do not value our freedom, um, any, any one of our freedoms. And then they come from, they come from conquered nations. Yeah, They come from places where within their soul, within their psyche, within their very culture is the idea of being conquered because they come from an oppressive government. They've never known, they've never studied, and, and quite frankly, our, our young people today are not studying the fundamental elements of our constitution or the ideas of freedom, especially individualism. So that's why they want them to flood this country. And of course, now they... Um, they're just coming for a free ride. They know it's a free ride. They get put into cars and bused to red states and given a working voucher, given food, given housing, given everything. So it's it's about a free ride. And of course, it's also about dismantling our very liberty-minded culture. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't want people like you and me to exist. They don't want us to have a voice. They want complete global state control and i'm sorry the new world order is not a conspiracy theory no the globalists gotta build back better are, right <laughs> build back better the great reset yep. you know 
It's all. And in, in San Francisco, I just read that the legislation in California is making it essentially impossible for people to live in a single family home. And they're attacking suburbia and the idea of people living in their own home and building, you know, uh, communist buildings, those hideous Russian apartment buildings where everybody has to live in a small apartment. And that's part of the Great Reset. And people who come from shithole countries, and I'm sorry, Haiti is a shithole country. It is. I have a friend who lived there. Women are raped. Uh, witchcraft is rampant. Children disappear. Uh, domestic abuse is through the roof. People live in a way that is uh, indescribable with any other word than shithole. So thank you, Donald Trump. That's actually one of the, cause I lived, I lived overseas for, uh, nine years of my life. I worked in the humanitarian realm. I was in South, South America, Africa. And, um, when Donald Trump, and I knew about Haiti because I worked with a lady in my organization who had worked there as well. And I knew all the stories and she said everybody would call her racist anytime she would point out what was happening to women, what was happening to children. They would say, oh my gosh, you're just trying to impose your white culture on them. And uh, so when Donald Trump called Haiti a shithole, I was like, uh, what? This guy, <laughs> he literally is telling it like it is. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like the word. I still don't like profanity, but it made me realize this guy's not holding back from saying what is true. So, um, yeah, but all these people from Haiti coming here, they have no idea what freedom is. They have no idea what women's rights are. They have no idea what children's rights are. They have no idea what prosperity truly means. They don't even, they don't know what it's like to own a home or have a clean yard. So of course, by, I, and it's a deliberate effort. They're all being shipped by uh, George Soros and, uh, um, the, the, the clandestine organizations, how are they getting from Haiti to the border of the United States of America? They don't have any money. Yeah. They're being shipped not, in. So it's not an invasion. Them, not, not all of them are coming in on rafts like they are from Cuba, you know? Some of them are, but the vast majority, like uh, these huge caravans, it, it takes a lot of uh, energy. It takes a lot of resources to move that amount of people all at one time. And Absolutely. somebody is paying for the money, the fuel, the, the, the food, the water, like might not be a lot, but it's just enough to get them to be able to move from one spot to the next. And I yep. mean, the, the bond villain that is Klaus Schwab from the world economic forum. And man, seriously, just put a white cat on his lap and just let him talk. And he is a damn bond villain. Oh, it's just weird. But yeah. I mean, even he himself said that, you know, in a matter of 10 years, we will not own anything and we'll be happy about it. Well, no, that's not going to happen. Private property rights are one of the fundamentals of freedom. Um, my, my body is private, you know, um, that that's my property, private property rights. I have rights over my body. Um, I have rights over the property that I have legally procured through, uh, legal transactions, you know? Um, and I use a lot of these terms, you know, legal transaction, uh, kind of loosely because, you know, anything over $600, I don't think the government should necessarily know about. Um, but I didn't steal it. I didn't steal property. If, if I acquired that property morally and ethically, 
um, from a consenting party, then I have rights to that property. Absolutely. But they want to erase private property. They want to erase the American dream. Um, and they want to erase the rights of the individual in uh, Disney. I was, I've been obsessed with Disney since I was a kid. I loved it, Me too. but I've just completely divorced it. It actually breaks my heart because I, I love Disney, but I had to have a financial divorce from them and never give them another dime of my money when they gave their manifesto to their employees. And they said that the idea of individualism is based on white supremacy, even though in great moments with Mr. Lincoln in Disneyland, they had, they had marble statues that, that represented the spirit of America. And one of the statues was a cowboy and it said the spirit of individualism. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln has been shut down. I don't know if it's going to reopen, but I guarantee the statue that says individualism is going to be gone. And they're probably going to put in some sort of Black Lives Matter type display and try and tie Lincoln to, to that. So yeah, they want to erase the individual. They want communal property ownership. They want state-owned distribution of everything so we can all be equally poor. Did you see what they're doing in Paris? Um, getting yeah. rid of their streets and putting in some sort of dystopian, utopian to prevent people from driving their own vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. The, this, these are all communist tactics. Um, yeah. Yep. You, you've got to dehumanize and you've got to disassociate. And that's all I see being pushed, honestly, you know, yep. even, um, even by the right, I'm sorry, the right oh, isn't yeah. doing anything. They're not doing anything to concretely talk about what's really going on. Everyone's afraid of talking about immigration. Everyone's afraid of talking about incongruent cultures that are being infiltrated into the United States, such as Islam in Minnesota, Michigan, Boston. Mosques are going up everywhere. And we've seen how that ended in Sweden. By the way, did you hear about the bow and arrow guy in Sweden who went around yeah. killing people with a bow and arrow? I... I dug and dug and dug to find out his name or his ethnicity, and it is not being shared. And in every article, they they mention a Danish citizen mm. killed people with the bow and arrow. And then below that, they mention the previous attacks committed by right, extreme right-wing um, terrorists in Norway, Sweden, and Denmark, shootings by right-wing white men. And so they're not giving you the name, they're not giving you the ethnicity, and they're tying it to the white supremacy. But we, I mean, maybe it was just some crazy white person, but Possible. the majority, of course, but the majority of attacks like in France on, on Bastille Day and the teacher who got her head cut off for sharing a cartoon of Mohammed, that this is the reality. So they're coming into the United States and uh, they're going to have as many children as possible. And they're going to use Takiya to smile at the stupid bleeding heart idiots and say, oh, it's all great. Islam is great. And then it will be legal to put the call to prayer on loudspeakers like it is in Cologne, Germany. <laughs> at 6 a.m. in your community. They even did it in Minneapolis yeah. for their holiday or whatever, Ramadan or something. They allowed it. They allowed their call to prayer to wake up American citizens with the Islamic prayer. So again, they used Takiya. It's all great. But now that we're so numerous, we're going to be able to vote to force Germany and Western societies to embrace Islam. It's coming. And I'm sorry, 
now that we've seen that American women are so obsessed with wearing a mask and they're willing to muzzle themselves, if the right leaders and influencers and celebrities came out and said, we should all wear a hijab in solidarity with our Muslim brothers and sisters, they would do it. Yeah. They would do it. Yeah. I, I they mean, would do it tomorrow. This, at, at this point, you know, I, I can't remember exactly who, who said this, but it was uh, something I, I kind of agreed with um, that before all of this, uh, this cooties going around um, and the dystopian nightmare that's rained down after it, you know, I, I didn't think that Republicans specifically would give up their guns um, at this point. I don't know. I, I don't know how a large majority of them would actually react to having to turn in their weapons. I mean, I saw how quickly people folded under the power of the state and it, it just brings into question, you know, it's That's a really, really good, good point because for freedom minded people like you and me, a mask is a hill to die on. You will not yeah. muzzle me. Uh, a forced injection is a hill to die on. Um, but they're all just getting it to keep their job. All my conservative family members who had a job that said, get the job, they got the job. And I would actually cry and say, did you get the job because it was a medical decision for you? Or did you get the job to keep your job without saying anything? They said to keep my job. I really just felt like, and so they were willing to do that. So if you're willing to yep. take an injection into your body against your will, I think I don't know. I think the I think the moment of giving any gun owner owns the gun because they want to protect their children in case of an emergency or a home invasion. So I think that um, that might be the hill they're willing to die on. You would you would hope. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? I think I think a gun owner owns a gun for a reason, and they're not going to let somebody take it away because they bought it no. out of fear, and the fear of not having that weapon. Um, because of the Black Lives Matter riots and Antifa terrorism and all the things that have happened, I think I would like to think, hope, and pray that they wouldn't. I know uh, my family wouldn't. I know. Um, I know I wouldn't. Yeah, I I know for a fact I wouldn't. You know, from my dead cold yeah. hands. Period. <laughs> Literally, and I also would take a bullet to my head. Yeah. Before I would let someone inject my body with something against my will. Yeah. Exactly. And that I, sounds I will, pretty uh, crazy, but I but I would. I I will live on my feet as a free man before or I, I will die on my feet a free man before I live on my knees as a slave. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um I know. and that that's that's just how it is for me. Um I don't I, I just want, you know, to be left alone. <laughs> that's my thing. I know. Me too. Just I just want to wear my wig. Don't you wish we could just go back to to when life was simple and we didn't have to think about this stuff twenty four seven? Like twenty nineteen really seems like a utopian dream from the past. I'm not even joking. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, but the bright side in all of this, and because I was with my sister, she goes to the Mormon church. She's from Las Vegas. She's the only one in her ward not wearing a mask. The only one. And wow. her bishop just forced her. She was Relief Society president, and the bishop just forced her to go to another ward. So she's she's dying on the inside, and she got the vaccine to stay at her job. And she said, "I 
I don't know. When is the hill to die on? And she said, Ryan, is this mask thing at church the hill to die on? I said, yes, it is. It absolutely is. And oh, yeah. so, um, so, uh, she, she's realized, she's realizing that at this point, um, it, you have to take a stand because if you don't, we're going to lose our freedoms. But things were so dire. I was like, okay, let's turn this around. What is the silver lining? What is the bright side? And I believe I don't like fake positive thoughts. I don't like, you know, being sunshiny, but I think this is a legitimately positive silver lining. When the USSR happened, you know, West Germany, uh, Cuba, uh, you know, um, Australia, and uh, of course, Nazi Germany, we um we've never had such a large population of people who lived under such immaculate prosperity and freedom for so long the next generation is a different story but right now there will be more resistance to this than there ever was in russia than there ever was in germany we are a massive country and there are still millions and millions of people alive right now and who will still be alive until the day we die who will rise up and who will resist it. So that is, to me, that is a silver lining because every time this has happened in history, there had never been a 200 plus year experiment of an ideal country like the United States. So that gives me a lot of hope. You know, there, there was no concrete proof of how good life could be when that happened. People lived in squalor in Germany before World War II. They didn't have freedom and big houses and yards and prosperity and iPhones and grocery stores. You know, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that the fact that the experiment has already been successful will show that it could happen again. You know, yeah. and it'll be like, uh, what's the movie with Natalie Portman, The, the Mask? V for, v for Vendetta. Vendetta. Remember how they like look to the past and the guys like, look, people had religious freedom. People lived and that's kind of what started a new revolution. So yeah, we are the revolutionaries, my brother. It's, I don't want to be, I, I would love to just, I love to quit politics and just go back to being a drag oh, queen. God, I'm so sick of talking politics. <laughs> I know. I know it kills you. What are some of the ways that you decompress? Because I'm not going to lie. I don't. This consumes no. me all day, every day, whether oh, it's posting I, I on social you. media. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really rough. I mean, especially running a podcast like this and stuff. And I, I'm sure you you can empathize with that. Like it's it's just constant. And this day and age, you've you've got to be constantly vigilant, um, being able to uh, fight back against these people and like trying to argue these people who are arguing nonsense. And you have to have all these facts and statistics and dates and everything memorized. And granted, I, I love history and everything, but damn, give me a break. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm not an encyclopedia. I, know. I, get, I get um, caught up in these arguments and it's like, oh, I don't have the exact statistics to defend yeah. the fundamental truth behind this principle. But a lot of times you don't have to have that. You can you could throw in something like, you know, teach a man uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to oh. fish, feed him for a lifetime. You know, the fundamental principles of truth are there, even if oh, you yeah. don't have the exact statistics. But yeah, you, sometimes you, know, you just have to walk away. You know, it's just like yeah. a, a lot of these super militant, crazy people like <laughs> there's no talking to them. Like there's no talking you say to what them. you got to say and then you just end it and walk away because you just can't. And so to answer your question, what do I what do I do to like decompress? Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with family and friends. Um, 
And, you know, after high school, don't really have a whole lot of friends, you know, now it's, I make friends like this doing interviews with people. So you are now my, my new friend. And well, thank you. Yeah, I don't do that. And that's one of my primary problems, losing my job in the airline industry. That was my social outlet because every single trip was a new crew going to a new city, chit chatting in the, in the employee area, chit chatting in the back of the airplane, chit chatting when you get on a layover. So that was my social outlet. And that's one of the reasons I've sort of become fairly self-destructive because I don't get out and, and do anything with people. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the motivation, but I'm going to, I'm going to remember you saying that. I think that is uh, critical because I, you just started getting your own brain and someone like me who's in, in, in entrenched in politics all day yesterday, today and tomorrow, it starts to do it. So I think I'm just going to look up some old friends, maybe even some leftist friends and be like, Hey, do you want to go on a hike or, you know, get some yeah. pizza? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do have some more left-leaning friends. Um, not so much, you know, um, but I do always extend my hand um, because I, I'm, I'm willing to put stuff aside, you know, um, al- although there, there is a limit to that. You know, uh, anybody who's willing to put me in a gulag, I'm not willing to be friends with. <laughs> right, exactly. And at this point, the, the, the militant left... I am not exaggerating. If if the the pro mandate, pro people, anti medical freedom people were able to vote to have us put in camps and or killed, they would. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah We've I've seen, seen their it. savage savage nature come out, wishing us death. Someone just messaged me, sent me an email. It said, "Be on my podcast," and then in the email it said. Um, you, I hope you die. You, C U N T, and uh, it's like, th- wow, that's, that's where we're at. That is, that is their spirit. Hey, I want to give you a website, and I, I'd love for your listeners to visit it as well. It's called vigilantcitizen.com. Vigilantcitizen.com. I go to it regularly. I've followed it since two thousand nine. They have the most compelling, incredible articles about the cultural uh, symbolism that is being used to push certain ideologies, to push Marxism, to push the New World Order in pop culture and um, things like certain buildings and, and, and events and ceremonies. I think it's, it's a rabbit hole, but it's a rabbit hole that is completely backed with uh, proper research and comparison. So I would just recommend people go to vigilantcitizen.com. I'd recommend you go there. It'll give you a lot of um, insight when, when you talk about the encroaching communist takeover, which hopefully Perfect. won't happen because we're going to fight. But the problem is yeah. uh, once freedoms are taken away, they don't get given back without bloodshed. Exactly. Uh, I'll, vigilant so, citizen. I, I, I will uh, definitely make sure and put that in my uh, telegram and pin that. Um, yeah. it, what, and go there yourself. I mean, it's not, it's not exactly an uplifting, happy, fun ride, but <laughs> it, 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 it's so empowering to realize, yes, yes, that's what Britney Spears video actually meant. Yeah. All the weird psychotic things, you know, this symbol on the eye yeah. and this symbol and this symbol and monarch butterflies. 
and uh, pyramids and all the stuff that's out there. It truly is. Well, it's it's mind boggling really how weird. much we're brainwashed. What, what's really weird about, about these people is because I, I mean the, the occult and things like that, like I don't believe on uh, in them on the surface, but what scares me about it um, is because the people who do believe in it and put the power into it, they're they're it, It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They are manifesting what it means to them through these symbols and everything. And that's what freaks me out about them um, by themselves. They're just symbols, but it's what it's the energy that they put behind all of this. And, oh, and it's, and it's there, the it's church everywhere. of Satan, was at the last LGBTQIA pride event in Utah. And my friend was at the Capitol and the church of Satan was there. I don't know if it was, Oh, I think it was pro-life, something like that. And the literal church of Satan was there. Do I believe that they have access to the devil and his actual powers? Not necessarily, but every movie you watch on Netflix, all these shows are about cannibalism, witchcraft, torture, murder, um, and it, it's not a coincidence. So um, if you if you go to that website, you'll love it. I am cleaning houses to make ends meet right now, and I actually have to go because I have to be to uh, my friend's house to to clean up right like in in a short time. So I actually have to head out. No worries. Well, it was honestly a great great pleasure to get you on, and I would love to be able to get you on again. So um, you go ahead and uh, drop. Uh, plug whatever you got going on. Oh, okay. So, all right. Well, if you just go to ladymagausa.com, that's L A D Y M A G A U S A.com. You, from there, you can find my social media. I'm on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And you can also listen to my podcasts on there. Just click podcast on the drop down menu. I'm on episode 51, and I've covered I've covered so many different topics and interviewed so many different people. So I hope you'll listen to that podcast. And of, co- of course, most importantly right now, I am not in a place of financial stability. I'm trying to get my life back on track after losing my career of eight years. So people could donate through my website. Uh, there's a PayPal link and they can sign up for $1 or $5 or $100 <laughs> a month, <laughs> whatever, whatever they're comfortable c- uh, contributing to me. And um, I think my track record proves that that's a good investment in a political activist who really uh, puts my my money where my mouth is. And I, I do uh, work very hard at this. So if they could do that, that'd be awesome. And um, please share this podcast as well. For anybody listening right now, I'm sure there's a little three dots somewhere, wherever you're listening, and you can click that copy link and paste it onto your social media. And for those of you libertarians out there listening, Lady Maga <laughs> loves you. I align with the Republicans very hesitantly, but um, I'm excited. It's the Mises Caucus? Mises? What's it? Mises. M-I-S-U-S? M-I-S-E-S. M-I-S-E-S. Mises. I'm going to look it up. Yep. Well, perfect. Right. I, you, I will, uh, of course, I will link to all of your socials and everything in the episode description. And you can find me that. at Rise to Liberty Podcast pretty much everywhere. Um, you can listen um, everywhere podcasts are found, including YouTube, Odyssey, and Rumble. So until next time, stay free, my friends. Thanks again, Ryan. Of course. God bless y'all. <laughs>